Hi, this is Billy West. Or Stimson J. Cat. Or Lynn Hart. Shut up, you fool! And I'm Dr. Zoidberg. And I'm saying hello with Professor Hubert Farnsworth and your Captain Zap Brannigan. You're listening to Two Broke Geeks. Joy! Here's Johnny! <laughs> What's your favorite scary movie? Uh, I don't know. What became of your lamb, Glory? It's a brand new South Park coming to you on October 27th. I love that. The friggin' voice. And here he is. Oh my god, they killed Kenny. <laughs> oh, yep. Oh man, finally we're back doing this thing and uh, lots of. Well, uh, of this thing is two broke geeks. I'll start there. I'm Matt. I'm Justin, and this is the Taylor Swift 24 7 follow channel. Everything Taylor Swift. Yeah. No matter what, she took a shit, you're going to find out about it. She took that shit on a date, you're going to find out about it. She goes, this is nothing but Taylor Swift. Hey, that. Um that uh, football team, her boyfriend, is uh, got like a million new fans or like half a million new fans this year or whatever. I'm like, man, maybe we should become a Taylor Swift fan site. Maybe we'd <laughs> maybe we'd be able to make some money off of that. Man, if tens I, of dollars. Taylor Swift, if you're looking for a new boyfriend, I will offer myself up as tribute. Right? I mean, God, at this point, maybe I could make some money off that. Sorry to my wife, but I'll also be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. We can both be Taylor Swift's boyfriend. Imagine oh, the controversies. Ah, oh, there'd be so much controversy and so many hot nights in... I mean, <laughs> what? No. Um, I don't want to be Taylor Swift's boyfriend with you. Anyway. Um, yeah, we, we got to were... keep Taylor Swift out of the equation. I mean, what? So we were, uh, I brought it up first because we were talking about it while we weren't recording. The new South Park special comes out on Paramount Plus next week and they dropped the teaser for it. And basically every character uh, of the main boys is a prostitute of color except for Kyle. Cartman is like a black woman prostitute and so is Butters. And then Kenny is an Asian woman prostitute, and Stan was Stan was Stan also black in that? Yes, yeah, Stan was also black. Okay, so three of them are black prostitutes, and one of and them, Kenny's Kenny, Asian. is an Asian prostitute. And he like, immediately gets hit by a bus. <laughs> and there's no context for what is happening, except for uh, Kyle and Cartman, quote unquote, are in PC Principal's office. And Kyle's like, am I the only one who thinks this doesn't make sense? And PC principal is just like, I think it makes perfect sense. The one who doesn't make sense here is you. And I'm like, what is happening there? It's gender swapping there. That's what they're doing. Right, yeah. But not just, but not just gender swapping. They're like full grown prostitutes, I, that, which is hilarious. Like they can't, they, cause none of the real, none of the uh, teenage, none of the school girls are going to want gender swap. So they got higher prostitutes. <laughs> I get. I wonder if it was like, 
I don't know. Did they come up with another story via AI like they did with that one story during the se- I just I'm I don't know what happened. All I know, you know is that I guess I guess with early viewings of this to from the networks or whatever, people were gonna be like, everyone's gonna get mad at this one, and I'm like, go on. <laughs> All right, I'm looking up about it. Let's see. This one is called Joining the Pan... Okay, according to Deadline, here we go. (laughs) Deadline is reliable. I'll go with Deadline. Uh, It's called Joining the Pandaverse. Panderverse, excuse me, not Pandaverse. Joining the Panderverse. Um, Let's see. Joining the Panderverse follows the first four South Park exclusive events, South Park post-COVID, South Park post-COVID, the return of COVID, and South Park the Streaming Wars, and South Park the Streaming Wars Part 2. In South Park, joining the Panderverse, Cartman's deeply disturbing dreams portend the end of the life he knows and loves. The adults in South Park are also wrestling with their own life decisions as the advent of AI is turning their world upside down. So, okay, so it is a continuation of AI. Uh, maybe? It doesn't, it says that the, um, says that the adults are worried about AI, but it says Cartman's dreams are something are disturbing dreams about the end of life as he knows it. Um, that's about all it says about the special. And then there's a poster uh, art here that is just, oh no, um, let's see. Uh, it looks like, uh, okay, here's what it looks like based on this art. Kenny is Asian, Cartman's <laughs> black, uh, Kyle, it looks like eventually is going to turn into a woman. Cause there's another, there's a fourth one here that looks, uh, Indian as in Indian, Indian, not native American and, uh, is wearing the Kyle jacket. And then, uh, Stan actually looks, um, Latina. <laughs> um, yeah. so the, what, I don't know what the hell's happening, but if, if it is going to be as ridiculous and everyone's going to hate it, like it's going to offend people, I'm all for it. <laughs> oh, totally. Um, according to the rap, let's see what the rap says about it. Maybe they ha- maybe they saw it early. Um, no, it just looks like, um, nope, same, nope, same stuff on the rap, apparently. I will say, I think the movies have been slightly better than the latest shows. Mm. Um, mainly because of just, like, maybe certain interactions. Like, the whole, um, uh, P, uh, was it the Senor P, uh, PP guy, the, the guy who runs, uh, the water park, that whole, yep. the streaming wars bit with that, where Butters. That was funny as hell. Yeah, Butters, like, basically, like, boiling down the the streaming wars to just being stupid. <laughs> Here's the, Oh wait, there's more. Oh, there's more stuff here. Let's see what it says. Uh, the last three seasons of South park have contained two, six and six episodes. Each originally these shortened episode orders were blamed on COVID-19 delays. However, Warner brothers discovery said it was promised 30 new episodes over three seasons and has only received 14 episodes to date. 
the company agreed to pay what originally came out to roughly $1.7 million for the exclusive streaming rights. And then, of course, Paramount, uh, exclusive streaming rights for each new episode. And then there was uh, Paramount's $52 million suit against Warner Brothers Discovery because of the whole sell. Yeah. Yeah. And that was kind of what the whole streaming wars thing was about, which was really funny. Butters. She's like, just with all the popsicles. <laughs> yep. Speaking of adult animation, the one thing I did forget to do today, I just barely remembered this right as, uh, right now, is I did forget to watch the uh, season seven premiere of Rick and Morty. It's pretty good. Um, okay. I don't think it's one of their strong... Personally, I don't think it's one of their stronger episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, the main gist of it is it's Mr. Poopy Butthole's uh, intervention. Because <laughs> okay. he's been staying with the Smiths be- after the okay. whole... And like he explains this in the opening crawl where he's just like, ever since I got shot... like He's going over everything that happened to him in the last couple seasons. And mm-hmm. now he's just been drinking, sitting, like crashing on a their couch so the whole episode is just rick getting the gang back together to for an intervention but the funniest part about it is they bring on their neighbor gene because he's the only one who's sober to drive things (laughs) okay and oh man it's it's a lot of fun um you get to find out mr uh, poopy butthole's first name oh yeah okay um Ooh wee <laughs> Okay, so apparently yeah, so apparently they they replaced all of Royland's voices before the season. Yes, they yeah. did. They have two new um completely unknown sound alikes yeah. to replace because uh even though he was cleared of all those other charges, um he was fired first and then a whole bunch of other not good stuff came out about him. Yeah. So <laughs> Um yeah. I will say of the voices, the Rick's voice, from from what I can tell, the guy sounds mm-hmm. pretty damn close. Yeah, um, the Morty voice sounds pretty close as well, but he also didn't get a lot of screen time in this mm-hmm. episode. Um, but like some of the subsidiary characters, like Mister Poopy Butthole's voice, is very mm-hmm. different. Like you can tell, um, okay. with his. So it'll be interesting going forward. But like. They're definitely Rick is being played by a man. His name is Ian Cardoni, and Maury is being played. Morty is being played by Harry Belden. Yeah, and because Just of to these give those voices, guys a shout yeah. out. Yeah, and they're so far they've done a really good job, but they've also like outsourced all the other Royland voices to other people because they didn't want to like put the stress. On sure. these two guys to do like ninety percent of voices. Yeah, it's a lot. Uh, I'm looking here at uh, Hollywood Reporter. They're doing an interview with uh, Dan Harmon and showrunner Scott Martyr about finding the new Rick and Morty voices. And Martyr says uh, they looked at thousands. They heard thousands of voice actors, and it took them about six months. And he said at one point they thought about uh, opening a global hotline for people to call an audition, but they figured it would just end up being a prank line. So they probably, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, 
Um, I'll be I'll be interested to know what you think when because I want to say too much more about it except I already told you like Hugh Jackman plays himself in it. Okay. Um, and it's pretty funny. Like I think it's a very strong start for the show, but uh, I it'll be very interesting going forward. I like I said I don't think it was their strongest bit, mm-hmm. but it was still really good. Yeah, and I I read a whole big article. Uh, interview with Dan Harmon uh, a couple days ago where it wasn't all about uh, Rick and Morty. It was a lot about just his life and becoming, you know, uh, overcoming all of his obstacles and stuff. But then it did get to Rick and Morty and it sounds like he's been doing most of the work on the show for a while now. So it doesn't sound too much like it's going to change or suffer because of the loss of Justin Roiland, uh, at least from Harmon's point of right. view, because uh, the way he put it was basically they did their first season, just basically the two of them. And then when it was successful, uh, Dan Harmon, Harmon says that he got like real, like, oh shit, we're actually successful. Like maybe we should do this right and not goof around and like get a real writer's room and a showrunner and like, he brought in friends of his that he knew from working on community. And I guess that made Roiland really upset. Like we had always heard for a while that like Justin Roiland and Dan Harmon didn't get along very well. And Dan said, basically Justin felt like he was trying to upstage him. And he says, well, no, I wasn't trying to upstage him. I was just trying to make sure our successful show didn't immediately like crap out because it was just the two of us goofing around (laughs) you know so yeah i don't know i i gotta watch that i have watched other things though i'm i'm finally caught up on everything it took me a while uh because between my work schedule changing a little bit and leanne's work schedule changing a little bit i don't get as much time to watch stuff as i used to but i did finally did we talk about ahsoka ending no, we never did. Like uh, we recorded like the the episode before, but we never got the season finale. Oh, that's true. Yeah, we we've only been doing this every couple weeks lately because the strikes have made the news really slow. Uh, yeah, I liked the season finale. It ended. I didn't expect. Uh, I didn't expect that ending. That's for sure. Yeah. Um. I I didn't mind it. I thought it was a lot of fun. I do. It, it was a little sad, though, uh, having that, uh, like, having that whole bit with Balin's skull, like, figuring out where he needs to go to find the source of the Force, I guess, mm-hmm. um, because he's dead, like, yep. in real life. Yeah. So, so, it was like, oh, I wanted to see where that goes, but yep. now with Thrawn in the main universe, uh, I was again, gonna, I was gonna say, with, uh there's no way that the story is going to stay in that other galaxy when Ahsoka and uh, Ezra and uh, annoying pink haired girl have to get back to stop Thrawn. Sabine. Sabine. Well, Ezra Ezra's back now. Well, that's right. Ezra went back. Yeah. To be with Hera. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And so Sabine and Ahsoka are now stuck on that planet with, uh, Balin's apprentice. Mm-hmm. Yep. Hot blonde girl. So I'm like, yeah, I was like, I'm, I'm like, so I'm like, I'm not sure where this is going, but okay. Yeah. 
Um, I don't know where it's going either, but I'm interested. So um, yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, good season. Yep, I enjoyed it. I, I'm uh, I'm glad it uh, ended in a place where they can have more of it. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll be interested to see where it goes. Yeah, first two uh, uh, first two episodes of Loki are out. Yeah. Um, I don't like it. Oh, okay. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm not a fan I, of how they're doing this. Uh, I think it's okay so far. Um, I still have some of the problems I had with the first season, but it's only the first two episodes. Um I still really love this whole idea of the TVA. I think it's really interesting. I like the way everything in the TVA looks. Um, I like uh, I like seeing Kihi Kwan as OB because he's Kihi Kwan and the character's written really funny. Interesting, because um, I actually hate OB. Really? Yeah. Oh. I actually despise OB in this series. Oh, like, I love... Okay. I don't know if it's because the problem I'm having is, and it's still the same deal that I've had before. And I think we've talked about it before. I'm so Loki'd out mm-hmm. that I'm like done with, I love Tom Hiddleston and his first run with like Loki. I was very down with and stuff. And then just the first episode being him being like torn through time. Mm-hmm. Cool idea. I actually yeah. really liked the him and it was horrifying to watch him do it. But then yeah. to have that whole thing just kind of peter out at the end and now, like, oh, he's back. Like, I was like, no, you could have made a whole thing out of this. Yeah, like, that, that that I can see. Yeah. yeah. Um, with OB, I thought he was – they were making him too much like the comic relief character in this. Well, yeah, of course. That's his – that's the point of him. Yeah, and I don't like it. That's the thing. I don't like it. And I love him. Like, the actor is really good. Mm-hmm. Um. I don't like his character in this. It's just, he's just, yeah, I did this. Like, it's, I don't know. There's just something off about it. And it might be because maybe in my mind, I'm like waiting for OB to turn out to be like the big bad of this season. Mm. I don't know. It's just something Mm. about it. I'm just not a fan of. I don't know. I'll see where it goes from here. Like I said, these first two episodes are okay. Um, Also not Tom Hiddleston's fault. I can't. This is this. It's totally normal. He he's aging well and everything. But I'm gonna say this: Tom Hiddleston is starting to look his age, which would be fine, except for Loki is supposedly a god. Like, yep. if he's a god, why is he aging that? You know, and you know, Tom Hiddleston still very handsome man, still looks fine still wonderful everybody's allowed to age even celebrities but when they're playing a mythical being that probably isn't supposed to age at some point you're gonna age out of that character and i noticed this season i was like oh yeah tom hiddleston is starting to look like he's been playing this role for what 15 years now about yeah yeah when was the first loki again or not the first loki the first thor uh, let's find out. Uh, Thor. 
I'm just looking it up real quick. Yeah. Because I can't remember the exact um, The first date. one was 2011. 2011, and it's 20. So he's been playing this role for 12 years now. Yeah. So he And he's starting to look it, which is fine. All of us have gotten older in the last 12 years. But it's slightly distracting to me, which is also weird because it wasn't distracting to me at all that they didn't de-age Hayden Christensen in Ahsoka. <laughs> it's, I didn't notice it at all. <laughs> so I don't know how to explain why one is one. I, I, I can't explain it. It's just yeah. one of those things where it's like it didn't bother me at all that they were just like, Here's Hayden Christensen, deal with it. And with Loki, they're like, here's Tom Hiddleston, deal with it. And one of them I can't deal with. It's, I, I don't know. This show's just, also the other thing that kind of bugs me about this show, and they probably explained it in the first season, but also the, I didn't like the first season that much uh, in general. Um, the second episode where they're chasing the the abandoned, the, guy, the TVA agent that abandoned his post mm-hmm like yep loki just decides to use his powers near the end of mm-hmm. that whole thing i'm like why didn't you just do it at the beginning of this whole thing like why do you like i don't like i know his whole thing was like like he has all these powers he's never really used them unless he's attached to sylvie like lately yeah. uh, i haven't rewatched the first season because i haven't felt the need to so it's very blurry in my head but i don't know it just feels very selective of what Loki yeah, can well, and can't do now. Well, here's an interest. Since we're on that topic and since we're talking about Marvel television, uh, it came out within the last week that they have decided to scrap all of what they've done on Daredevil Born Again because they're suddenly realizing that the way they have created Marvel television shows to this point isn't the way you should make TV shows. I would agree with that. And they, I can't, I, I don't have the exact wording in front of me, but basically they up to this point have kind of rejected the classic TV. Let me see if I can find the exact wording, but the basic idea of it was they're like not making TV the way that they have been making TV and their shows have kind of been uh, receiving middling to bad response. And so they're like, Daredevil, born again. Let's bring that up. Born, born again, for the third show. time. Yep. Um, trying to bring up uh, Daredevil, born again, new details revealed, blah, blah, blah. I, they, well, they scrapped a lot of the writers. I know that. They also, and yeah, they, I know they, they scrapped, like, all the, the like I know here we go yeah. nerd nerdist probably has it a good the way to read it because yeah um oh how about variety that's even better let's go with variety because it looks like nerdist was just quoting variety I'll <laughs> read it right from the sort but um, the, so they've, they've already shot a bunch of born again is undergoing a major creative overhaul I uh, recently parted ways with head writers Chris Ord and Matt Corman and is currently seeking new writers to revamp the show. Uh, good thing that the WGA has settled its strike 
because they can find new writers for that. But SAG's still on. Uh, they've also SAG is still on, yeah. Um, but they've done only less than half of the eighteen episodes so far. So um, that Marvel has released directors for the remaining episodes, so they're going to need new directors. Some elements of the already shot material will be used going forward, but Marvel is looking to take the show in a new creative direction. Um, boy, I'm trying to find where it says why they did this, and nothing in the article says why, at least not in this Variety article. Just says that they're doing it. So, huh. Interesting. Like, the last thing I remember reading besides that was, like, not only were they going to revamp that, but they've also uh, completely canceled and scrapped out, like, their Wonder Man series that they were going to do, as well as, I guess, and, and Vision Quest. Like, those mm. are now gone, um, which I guess is fine. Hmm. I don't know feels like Marvel's kind of floundering a little bit more and it's going to be very telling mm. between Loki and mm -hmm. uh Mar the Marvels like how much rework they'll probably have to do. Yeah. Well, no, the Marvels is coming out soon. Yep. That that's what I'm saying like so, it's like it yeah. that's going to be real telling seeing how Loki and the Marvels does like yeah. going forward with all their stuff because like they still like in Loki they're still talking about Kang but nothing about Jonathan mm -hmm. Majors is about Jonathan Majors being back um if 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 he is or not um mm. I don't know it's just very interesting um and it's just gonna be very confusing I think going forward with Marvel and like it sucks because I really do enjoy a lot of good Marvel stuff lately, but like I has like lately it feels like it's been petering out a lot. <laughs> Minus Spider Man. Yeah. Yep. I know. I'm trying to see I'm still trying to see about this Daredevil show because I think it's anyway, um eh. I don't know. There's a whole big article on The Hollywood Reporter. I'm just going to recommend everybody. It's from October 11th. It's by Boris Kitt, and it's just called Daredevil Hits Reset Button as Marvel Overhauls Its TV Business. Um, and it's basically... Uh, oh, here's a quote uh, from Brad Winderbaum, Marvel's head of streaming television and animation. We're trying to marry the Marvel culture with the traditional television culture. It comes down to how can we tell stories in television that honor what's so great about the source material. And so I think just they're making it up as we TV is a writer driven medium. And I don't know. It, this is a long ass article. I can't go through the whole thing. Everybody should just go read it. Yeah. So. Um. <sighs> in but in other news hey it's two yeah. days until oh I was, I was about to say just real quick it's two days until spider-man 2 comes out on ps5 and i still don't have a ps5 i have it already it's like it's literally sitting in my on my ps5 already downloaded but it won't release it yet um yeah. and of what <laughs> i've seen so far this game is gonna be fucking nuts the reviews are really good yeah because like you have there was a new trailer that dropped that had mm -hmm. not only uh, Venom and Craven and the Lizard, but also Sandman, 
uh, Mr. Negative, and I guess Mysterio? Mysterio! And I'm like, yeah, Mysterio! Oh, hooray. I like Mysterio. And I bought, I, I downloaded the uh, deluxe version, so it comes with like a crap ton of skins. Nice. To dress up, uh, dress up both Peter and Miles. Nice. But like the map is twice the size oh, of of the first oh, game. Oh god. And apparently the loading the loading screens and like the transitions and stuff like takes full uh, takes full advantage of like the PS5 and is like the fastest thing you've ever seen. Huh. Like and I'm just like I I need to play this now. Yeah. All right. But it's like they have like very specific like there's the whole thing is like you can play as both Peter and Miles, mm-hmm. but there's also specific missions that you have to choose that needs like a specific one, which I'm like, all right, cool, because it kind of so it forces you to kind of play as them. Cool, cool. Um, but but the scene the the footage I've seen that was in the trailer of Sandman's fight. Mm-hmm. I'm like, holy shit! This is gonna be in, like an insane battle, and I'm probably gonna get mad at it. See, I haven't seen either of those. I haven't seen any of the trailers, so I'm just trying not to get myself too hyped up too fast. Because, like I said, I still need to actually. I'm I'm already s- stupidly hyped. Yeah. <laughs> what else? Like, what? no one's gonna hear from me of the three of the three people I hang out with. Uh, they're not going to hear from me like when this game drops. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Uh, let's see. Trying to think of well, uh, the first two episodes of the final part of Doom Patrol are out. Yep. So there's something we can talk about. Uh, I liked them, but that's because I like Doom Patrol. Yeah. I forgot that this was actually the second half of the season, not an entirely new season. Um, but yeah, I'm I'm in. I mean, I figured I would be, and it's it's all still just everything I like about Doom Patrol. My so my only I don't know what else to say beyond that. My only minor complaint, and this is extremely minor, mm-hmm. and it's only because I didn't remember. I had to go back and look up the character. Um, ah, but space case? No, not space case. Um. Isabel ah. fucking feathers. <laughs> Isabel fucking feathers. Well, d- she was in the recap. Yeah, she was in the recap. The but even the, re- the the recap, I couldn't remember. Like, I was like, I was like, who the fuck is this person? I was like, oh. <laughs> but they've set up a very interesting thing they're doing there with Isabel fucking flowers <laughs> because of only Madame Rouge can realize that she's rewinding time everything every time she does something very immortus like yeah which i think is interesting um, um it's yeah. a very interesting idea uh the fact that the whole thing is she just wants to be famous and but the doom <laughs> patrol keep upstaging her somehow oh that is pretty funny yeah um i i've been enjoying this so far too like i like everyone in it um i'm just it's like just the bittersweet like you know that you know it's coming to an end oh yeah like and it's just like damn it i don't want it to end because like you have uh you have robot man clint trying to find clifford trying to find the zombie butt yep (laughs) also still saving that hand to be able to touch his grandson which i think is yep awesome um 
And I forgot that he has trouble. I knew that there was something wrong with Cliff. I forgot he had tr- he, he's having trouble walking. I remembered he was sick, but I forgot he was having Yeah, his Parkinson's. Yep. I forgot he was having trouble walking. Couldn't get his legs to work. And yeah. uh, what's her name? Um uh is trying to get him to use the wheelchair. <laughs> yes. Oh. oh, that was such a sad scene though when he like accidentally let loot let uh, let out that he saw her her dad's ghost. Yeah. Uh, yep. it was a little heartbreaking. Um also between uh Space Case and Jane, that stuff when um Oh, hot. It's going to get hot. Oh, yeah. Um that girl that plays Space Case was the youngest girl on um, she was Gracie on The Nanny back in the day. That's who that actress really? is. Really? Yep. She was the youngest daughter on The Nanny. Oh, that just made me feel Madeline old. Zima. Yep. Yep. Um, yeah. Uh, no, I, I just, I liked the scene just where, you know, she's in the hallway and Jane comes out and after Jane was just so mean to her and Jane comes out and is... Like, you know, I, I was thinking about going to this parade. Do you maybe want to go to the parade with me? Well, also the fact that, like, so. um, like Space Case can see those puzzle pieces. And it's like, oh, they're color coordinated. Like, whereas where she put mm-hmm. in pause where all of us, including Jane, are like, what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, she's going to solve the puzzle that Jane has been trying to solve, which is pretty awesome. So, yeah, yeah. Um, I just like you said, it's it's bittersweet. Yeah, every, I'm I'm glad it's back. I'm sad it's ending. Yeah, everyone's has some interesting arcs going on, um, mm-hmm. and I just think that it's just gonna be a lot of fun. Uh, I'm assuming by the end of it, Cyborg becomes Cyborg again. I think so. I mean, I don't see any way that he doesn't become Cyborg again, um, especially since like he's that whole thing with his buddy where he, you know, is yelling at his buddy about, um, you know, uh, his buddy was talking about how he abandoned him. And he's like, look, dude, like, look at all this shit. Like, how did you expect me to come back here and just be normal? Yeah. And his buddy is like, Oh yeah. Um, we didn't even (laughs) think of that, you know? And then, uh, then his buddy is like, you know, I got to go, I got to check on my wife and kids. And Cyborg is like, yeah, you go. So I think he's going to realize that he just needs to be Cyborg and keep people like his buddy safe from danger. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think there's only like, what, six episodes, eight episodes? I can double check. Let me look real quick. Because I actually can't remember. Um... It's not very many more. It's because uh, I actually assumed it was going to be like a two-parter, and then that was it. There are no, there are one, two, three, four episodes left. So we're halfway through already. Oh, four episodes left. Okay. Yep. Immortus Patrol, Tomb Patrol, Portal Patrol, and Dun Patrol. Aww. Yeah. So I like I've been I've been saying it all along. This ah, man, I just love this show. I love that no none of the characters are perfect. Uh, I love that they're all weird, outside like uh, 
just people that feel like they don't belong and all finding each other. Uh, I love Larry's whole coming to terms with his homosexuality arc. I just, uh, this show fires on all cylinders for me. I think it's great. Yeah. And I'm going to miss it when it's gone. And zombie butts. And zombie butts. It's got a zombie butt and <laughs> sex ghosts. Yep. <laughs> The what more can you ask? The, the sex ghosts were very, very briefly in one of the recaps, and I thought we would see the sex ghosts again, and we haven't yet, but maybe we will before the show is over. That's just like the end of the season. It's just like watching a ghost orgy. Oh, my God. <laughs> it's so funny. But, yeah, um, we're in spooky season. So mm-hmm. You've seen some good stuff. I've seen a lot of stuff. Lately. Um, before 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 we get into those things, um, mm-hmm. we I needed to talk about this. Um, so okay. Halloween has been mm-hmm. uh auctioned off to diff- two different companies, like the movie series Halloween. So it's been just to one. No, it, it, I think A twenty four picked up the movie rights, and Miramax is doing a TV series. I could be wrong. But I think they split I'm double them. Double-checking. I think A20... Uh, Miram- it does say Miramax lands TV rights. Um, let me... Hold on. Check it out what sure Deadline has yeah. to say. After a heated bidding war, Miramax has scored the television rights to the hugely popular Halloween franchise. Miramax Television has signed a wide-ranging deal with Trankus International Films to develop and co-produce a Halloween TV series. Um, uh, oh, maybe jointly it's not. Contro- maybe, yeah. uh, no, here's what happened. Miramax, here, okay. Miramax already had the Wait, hold on. Uh, <laughs> jointly con- Okay. This is confusing because I can't... Who did... It was Blumhouse that had the rights. Yes, Blumhouse so, okay. had the jointly rights. Jointly controlling... Trankus International Films is extremely enthused to be expanding our long-standing relationship with Miramax, and we look forward to working... No one is commenting, but I hear Miramax alongside with other companies... With long horror traditions such as A24 and Blumhouse had been locked in a tight race over the past... I think Miramax already had film rights. Okay, that would make sense. I think the TV rights were what is uh, what were up for bid. Because um, it says here... The pact marks a new chapter in Miramax and Trankus's partnership on the Halloween franchise... Trankus most part. Yes. Uh, it wasn't just Blumhouse. It was Miramax. It was Miramax and Blumhouse. So Miramax just won the TV rights. Okay. Not, they already had the film rights. It was the f- TV rights that were up. Uh, uh, but there is other A24 news. <laughs> Did you read this one? I don't know. A24 is looking to move into... Uh, big action ip filmmaking oh please don't well uh that's what i said but also somebody else made the very valid point of their business model 
is not sustainable in the long term, only producing lower budget independent films that are dramas and horror. Yeah, I could. I mean, I get it. Which is monetarily speaking probably true yeah. but it also makes me sad that they have uh, to go A24, that route yes that's exactly it like i'm sure they could make a great big budget action film but that's not what i want from A24. It's better than that stupid musical they just put out what oh you didn't know about this there's a musical no. they put out called dicks dicks the musical it's a musical version of Freaky Friday, basically. It's like... What? It has Meg the Stallion in it, uh, Nathan Lane. Nathan Lane. Yeah. Um, I'm looking Megan at Darcy Mulally. Carden. What? Nick Offerman? What the shit is this? How did you miss this? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is it not good? It only has a three... It only has... Uh, well, it's only got uh, what is it? I'm looking at IMDb. It looks like it's got a pretty bad 5.7 out of 10. It looks awful. Like I don't mind musical movies, but the fact that they're playing off of it's like basically Freaky so Friday. two two guys are find out they're they're like businessmen, but they also find out they're like identical twins that separated at birth and try to get their parents back together. Uh, Nathan Lane. That's is, the parent trap. Yeah, it's the parent trap. Uh, Nathan, I thought you said it was Freaky Friday. Did, I might have meant, I might have said Freaky Friday, but I meant Parent Trap. I don't know why. Okay, maybe because I'm thinking Lindsay Lohan or whatever. Um, but yeah, it's Parent okay, Trap. Dick's the musical, based off the. Okay, it's 2023 musical comedy film, based on the off-Broadway musical Fucking Identical Twins. Wait, there's an actual musical? <laughs> Apparently, it's called Fucking Identical Twins. So, <sighs> two business adversaries who realize they're identical twin brothers decide to switch places to reunite their divorced parents so they can all become an actual family again. Yeah, that's the fucking parent trap. Yeah, but like Nathan Lane, like part of his Nathan Lane has a whole song about being queer. That's the name of the song. But it also it's called gay old life. I'm looking at yeah. it right here. And and but there's also his sewer boys, which are these two mutant things they found in the sewer that eat people. It's here's the name of the song. Yeah. Wait, I'll always be on top. No one understands. Tea with mommy. Evelyn song. Mimosas with daddy. That sounds gross. <laughs> gay old life. You can't give up. An invitation. Lonely Vroomba. And I have to say it that way because it's got an exclamation point in it. Vroomba. Al Alpha the Alpha. La Chateau. Desperate for your love. This is stupid. Uh, a reprise of No One Understands. Why Won't You Work? Kidnap. Evelyn Song. Reprise. The Sewer Song. Animal Control. Nasuno, Nasuno Miha Capita. Love in all its forms, all love is love. Yeah, um, I watched the trailer for this, and it just didn't seem interesting to me because I feel like it's a for like, it feels forced, like forced comedy. 
even the stills I'm looking at seem weird. It's not good. And there's like little puppet. Just look up photos of the sewer boys for that. Oh, I saw yeah. them. I just saw them. Yeah. So, That's... no. <laughs> All right. Well, weird. Yeah. But yeah. But beyond that. It is spooky. Like, this is our first episode in Halloween, like, spooky season time. Very true. And we've been... I Yeah, I've seen a bunch of movies. You've seen a bunch of movies. So, like, I was thinking we... I haven't yeah. seen them in the movie theater. <laughs> it's great and all. It's really fun until you get... Because like, it's, like... I So, I've of the old school movies I, I've seen in theaters, it has been John Carpenter's The Thing, Psycho, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Uh, Poltergeist. Um, okay. Of those screenings, one of them sucked because people just don't understand. I feel like it's a younger generation that don't understand uh, how horror was. And that was for Poltergeist. Mm. I hated everyone in that theater so much. All right. Well, um, I can't blame them. I don't like Poltergeist either. How dare here. you? I know, but I don't. But it's fine. So. I don't. Whatever. I don't care. It's just. It, it's. I don't care if anyone <laughs> dislikes some films and stuff. I don't like sure. how they disrespect everyone else who goes for seeing it in a movie theater. That's my thing. Mm. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. Because I had like a couple that were making out for like 30 minutes because they were bored. Uh and someone else should have gotten right in their face and been like, you're doing it wrong. Smoke, smoke. (laughs) Like, it's just, I don't know. It's just like such a terrible time. Like if you don't like a movie, cool, whatever. Like, but don't ruin it for other people who are there to see the movie. Fact. Plain and simple. Yep. Yeah. Um, but the John Carpenter screening was the best. Cause, oh, of yeah. course. Yes, yeah, just so it's damn good and every yeah, it's so fucking good. Um, I I have a couple more. Oh, oh and uh, and seeing Freddy versus Jason. Oh well, hell yeah, so much fun. Yeah, there's okay if you say so. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that movie's stupid as hell. It's so much fun. Oh, I, I agree. I think it's one of the better fr- Friday and Nightmare films, but only because of how stupid it is. Like, oh, they, right. fe- they spend so much time on, like, juxtapositioning in the middle of the film for no reason that it's just so mm. fucking funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I've been, like, watching a lot of weird-ass horror films. Um, but you just right. finished watching The Strangers, right? I did. Yep. Yeah. I like the strangers. It's very scary. Um, I watch it in the daytime so I can see if anybody's coming to my house to kill me. Yeah. yeah. So I have did to you see the, I, did you see the first little clip that they showed at NYC com at, uh, NYC comic con for number three for the new one. For, yeah. So the third one is a trilogy film. It's a remake, no, kind of, yeah. and it's but it's like it's three parts, like it's three movies, right? Yeah. It's three parts, but it's a it's a remake, yeah. Because uh, even though the strangers pray at night is uh, supposedly garbage, I've never seen it, but I've heard it's really bad. And two of the strangers actually die in that movie, so or yeah, they all three they of do. Them, I don't know, all three die, yeah, yeah. So, but they showed a clip from the new one, the chapter one, 
and it's the uh, classic the from the first one where she's home alone, and the banging comes on the door, and it's uh, is Tamara home. Wait. Yeah, oh, fuck, you gotta watch it. Just that clip is like I'm like oh, yeah, this might be because then uh, in the clip somebody when the banging is happening on the door and the, she goes to the door and the woman at the door is asking if Tamara's home. The man in the mask is already in the house because he crosses between the camera and the back turned for the woman at the door. Yeah. It's dude. I can't the, out of all the horror movies I watch. The strangers scares me the most. It is still one of the most intense horror films. It's so fucking scary, dude, because that shit could just be your real life. Yeah. It's like I said, I watched it when it was daytime so I could see if anybody was coming to my door. Sorry. Because I don't. <laughs> so I shouldn't have oh. showed up then. <laughs> no, nope, no. Uh, in real life, it has happened to me that I've been home alone. And I didn't realize um, that my uncle was coming to the house to pick something up. Yeah. And it was my uncle is a dairy farm. This happened a long time ago, but um, my uncle is a dairy farmer. So by the time he's done doing barn chores and goes home and showers and has dinner and drives to my house, it's late. Right. It's like 930 at night or something. And I'm home alone and the doorbell rang. Well, <laughs> dude. Your doorbell shouldn't ring at 9.30 at night. That's scary as fucking yes. hell. So I've been in that situation, and luckily it was just my uncle coming over. But <laughs> I, I mean, I've had similar, hell, dude. I've had similar stuff like that before when I lived in L.A. Yeah. Yeah, just like be like sitting there like minding my own business, and someone knocks on the door, and it's just me. And it's like 8 yeah. o'clock at night, and you're like, um... <laughs> And that really could be a stranger because they could be looking for somebody else's apartment or something. Yeah. It's just, oh, Oh, God. Yeah. So the Strangers Chapter One of the new trilogy comes out, I think, next year. Yep. So, um, the next horror movie, classic horror movie I'm seeing in, uh, in theaters is Halloween. That's next, next week. That's awesome. I can't wait. I'm jealous of that one. That one, like, I tell you what. Well, I saw. I also watched the classic movie, a quote unquote classic, because I've never seen mm-hmm. it uh, uh, on the big screen last week. Uh, Will, William Freakin's Sorcerer. And I've never seen that one either. It's not a horror movie. Um, it's really good, oh. but the name kind of like threw me off because I thought it was like a full on horror film. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to read the plot because it makes me explaining it's just hard Um, in a a South American town in Ponavir four men are on the raw uh, on the run from the law are offered $10,000 and legal citizenship if they can transport a shipment of dangerously unstable nitroglycerin to an oil well 200 miles away huh yeah all right. Um, it has uh, that is a, that does seem like a misleading title. Yeah, though. it has Roy Schneider Schneider in it from Jaws. Oh, yep. Um, nice. And it is really good. Like it's like 
all four of these guys have done something bad, so they had to run. Um, sure. And, like, the whole them getting the glycerin and bringing it back is, like, the second half of the movie. Like, uh, it's like a two-hour two hour film from the 80s, uh, and it's just really good. Sounds cool. Yeah. Uh, and the, I guess the name Sorcerer comes from that's one of the cars they drove. That had some of the okay. nitroglycerin. And I, but I was like, this made it seem like it was a horror film. Sure. And William Friedkin, you immediately think The Exorcist. Yep. But I don't think he ever did any other horror film. Besides, well, he did Exorcist and uh, Exorcist 3. Well, he didn't do... Ex- no, I'm sorry. He didn't. William Peter Blatty wrote Exorcist 3, but uh, William Friedkin didn't direct that one. What am I thinking of? I watched The Exorcist 3 for the first time this year. What'd you think? It's okay. I everybody said it was underrated and like maybe it is, but like I didn't think it was great or anything. I I need to rewatch it. Um, it's been a while. Um, I remember enjoying mm-hmm. it. It's about it. <laughs> it's not bad. Like I said, it's not bad. It's just not. Um, I don't know. Oh, uh, there's a. It's not. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at his. I'm looking at William Freakin's uh, autobiography. Uh, his filmography and he's done a lot of stuff, but yeah, in terms of horror films, um, not too many, but apparently no. I was told of one that I need to watch called, where is it? Uh, killer Joe with Matthew McConaughey. Hmm. Never heard of it. Yeah. Hmm. No, but I have been, I've been watching, uh, I tried to watch like a bunch of stuff I had never seen. Um, and now, as I sit here and try to think about what I watched that was new, can't quite do it. Um, what did I watch that was new that I enjoy? Oh, um, I know I can check what I watched. Hold on. What is your letterbox? What have you been say? Yep, yep. Hold on, I can I can check. Well, I know the other day this wasn't new, but I watched the remake. Of Friday the Thirteenth again the other day. Good movie, and it's it. I'm telling you, dude, it's the best Friday the Thirteenth movie. I don't think it it's is the best, most, but I still enjoy okay. it. Okay, <laughs> I think it's the most Friday the Thirteenth movie there is. It's got everything. Um, okay, you know what I watched that was not good, but I had a really good time watching it. What? I watched the Spirit Halloween movie. Oh, really? Yeah. It's not good. It's not well made. It's not well acted. But it's kind of a blast. Yeah. <laughs> so it's basically um, three kids go to spend the night in a spirit Halloween. And uh, there's this old wizard or there's this old guy uh, who was Christopher Lloyd. And he tried to. Uh, back in the day, he tried to basically steal land from an old witch lady who, or was she old? No, I guess she wasn't old. From a witch lady who killed him and his spirit comes back while they're in the spirit Halloween and just starts inhabiting different things around the spirit Halloween to try to actually inhabit one of the kids. Yeah. Um, like I said, not good, but kind of fun. So if anybody wants to check that one out, uh, I watched The Boogeyman. Uh, not bad. I know you saw the boogeyman. I th- I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun like piece. 
Yeah, it's not bad. It's not great. Um, it's fun enough. Uh, what else? I watched all three Annabelles for the first time. I'm so sorry. Um, again, none of them are great, but I also didn't think they were that bad. Um, I watched The Faculty for the first time. I really enjoyed The Faculty. That's a fun one. That was pretty good. Um, yeah, so that's that's mostly what I've been uh, kind of doing is just doing different. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, oh, shit, Halloween is coming up and I haven't watched a lot of my favorites. So I also like the other day I watched Halloween three the other day because I love Halloween three. Um, I watched all three scream or all, not all three. I actually watched all six screams. Um, yeah. And I watched host again, which I hadn't seen since it first came out. Yeah. And host is really, host is really, really good. Yeah. I've a lot of the other movies I've watched or I've, I've been getting into trying to sneak in like all the fan favorites and stuff. Like I watched mm. killer clowns the other day. Uh, the first nice. watched the first Friday the thirteenth. Um, okay. Trying th- I but I've been uh I've been uh I just got Wicker Man the other day and I love that movie. I haven't wa- rewatched it yet, but I just got that. Um. Mm. I've I've been doing a lot of, and we're gonna talk about this on a grander scale, uh, in a little bit because we we gotta talk about. It. Uh, I've been wa- I've been doing a lot of blind horror movie buying lately. Like, okay. like you know how you usually like in back in the day if you went to like Blockbuster or something like that you saw a movie that looked interesting you just get it and you just kind of roll with mm-hmm. it. So I bought right. a movie that on the surface I was like I have no idea what the hell I'm getting myself into. Uh, the movie's called Spookies. Uh, all right. It came out in the eighties. I th- I have to bring okay. it up so I can remember exactly. I was gonna say I'm gonna look it up right now while you're talking about it. Uh, but like I was reading about it, and it just seemed like a such a weird concept. Uh, 1986. Um, because I guess there was like, okay, even the poster right away. This poster is interesting. Yeah, so that's kind of what sold it on it. But then there's like a whole bunch of stuff revolving around this film where like they I guess fired. Um, they fired the directors and brought two new directors halfway on. So they did some mm-hmm. reshoots. The whole movie is basically a group of kids get in a, are in a house and there's a sorcerer mm-hmm. that, un- that unleashes all these monstrous things to try and kill them in order to get enough power so he can marry this girl that he kidnapped like 70 years ago. Mm-hmm. But the weird thing about this film is it's like two separate movies that they smash together. Like the sorcerer guy never interacts with the kids. Um, and it's just like a hodgepodge of wacky, like random stuff that you're just and like everyone's mood changes so drastically. That makes no sense. It's so fucking weird. Interesting. And let's see. Oh, I can watch it with my AMC Plus subscription. There you go. <laughs> well, I know what I'm doing when we're done podcasting, so, Nate, or like, at least sometime within the next few days. Like, I don't, I, it's hard for me to describe this film because, like, I weirdly like it, 
but not for it being a good movie. This just for is how a, outlandish it is. This is a super. I can't get over this poster. This is a. There is a woman with her boobs most of the way out on the poster. This poster's yes. so eighties. Like, yeah. Holy crap! Just the big, like weird look yeah. at this poster. I can't get over this poster, dude. It's kind of awesome. <laughs> I'm tell like the movie is not good. Like I'm I will sure outright, I outright am saying this movie is terrible. But I I kind of like it for just how stupid and how like weird this movie gets. I'm looking at some of the stills from the movie of like the makeups. Yeah, the, the practical effects are not too bad. Like in terms of some of the monsters, but it's like there's this guy who is like a half man, half cat. That with a hook hand that like goes around and holds Shit doors closed. This is so insane. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. I need to watch yeah. this. Yep. Yeah, so this is gonna happen. Yeah. Get Leanne to watch it with you so she can be like, What the hell are we watching? <laughs> no, tonight when she gets home, I think we're gonna start the fall of the House of Usher. I still need to start that. Um, yeah, we've watched and enjoyed all of the other Mike Flanagan shows, so I think we're gonna start fall of the the fall of House I, of Usher. Um, I never fin. I remember finishing the house, the Haunting on Hill House, and I was like, Haunting of Hill House, really good. I'm I'm in the exact opposite. I'm like, I don't really like this. <gasps> yeah. Oh, and I never. So you finished, never watched Bly Manor? I, I never wa- I never finished Bly Manor because I got three episodes in. I'm like, I hate this. Oh. But I I love Midnight Mass. Okay. Like Midnight Mass is like the one thing that I'm like, okay, I'm down with this. And I don't know how I feel going. I'm gonna watch it, but I have like moderate expectations and hopes for the fall of the House of Usher. What did you not like about Hill House? I'm fascinated now. I, I hate. I was not a fan of the storytelling for it. It felt boring. It was too slow. Okay. I thought it was all over the place in terms of pacing okay. um, for some of the characters. Like I know this sounds blasphemous to a lot. Of people, no, you can. Like, no, you. No, hey. I'm. Yeah, I'm just. I'm surprised. Like you. You can feel how you feel about it. I'm just surprised. Yeah. Is all. Yeah, I know a lot. I, like. Uh, there's a couple people I hang out with and we're all kind of in the same boat with it. We're just like, nah, like it's fine for what it was, but I thought there was a lot of dead air that could have been, they could have, they, they could have easily have made how many episodes, eight, eight episodes. I think so. Yeah. It could have easily have been a five episode series and be done. It felt like it okay. outstayed its welcome. And then, did you see Dr. Sleep? Yep. Did you like Dr. Sleep? I enjoyed Dr. Sleep. Okay. I enjoyed Dr. Sleep a lot. Okay. Um, I don't know. But, but then, like, Bly Manor, I felt, like, Bly Manor, I was just like, eh. Like, this is just kind of the same shit. Like, I don't really care that much. But then, like, Midnight Mass came out, and there was something about it, maybe because of... Midnight Mass the, is... The, fucking fantastic it's so good like i i could definitely get on board like with loving that yep um i like the whole idea of it um but yeah it was and i thought it was different from the others Mm -hmm. uh 
and I was like, this is I'm like, and I liked um, what's his name? Um, the guy who the 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 the, the priest. Oh, I can't uh, think of that actor's name. He looked super familiar to me, and then when I looked him up, I had no idea who he was. Like Linklater, something like uh, Link. He has a he has a weird Richard Linklater. No, that's nope. not him. That's a different Richard guy. Linklater was a filmmaker. Yeah, but he had like a weird name, kind of like that. I gotta look it up now. Uh, Midnight Mass. Let's see. No, oh, Hamish Linklater. Linklater. Yep. Yeah. Played. Like, I really Paul liked Hill. him. Yep. Yeah. Raul Cooley as the sheriff was also really good in that show, and of course, uh, uh, Kate Siegel was amazing uh, because she's Kate Siegel. Yeah. Uh, I really like Samantha Slowling uh, as Bev Keen. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Good show. I don't know. It was just something about it that was like really good versus the other ones, which I'm like, I'll never need to watch these again. All right. Well, that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just um, surprised. But the other thing I wanted to, yeah, I, the other thing I wanted to talk about, and it's been an, on, the reason why I brought up like the whole physical media thing is Ugh. Best Buy is now stopping uh physical movies next year yeah i saw that yep and i'm like that's a bad movie guys it's really not good don't like that it's it it's weird it's weird for best buy because they usually i feel like they get more money out of like their exclusive steel books and stuff versus like appliances yep yeah so i and I, but I'm also the guy who will be like, I think physical media is where it's at because streaming's fine, but once streaming's gone, like I like to hold onto a physical copy to something. Mm-hmm. Um, so if you're out there and you're a Best Buy like steelbook hoarder and stuff, get in whatever you can before everything goes away. Yep, it's pretty wild. So unfortunate. I will say. I will say I'm not buying the movie, but I was in one yesterday and I'm not buying it just because I still think the movie's hot garbage, but the 1999 Godzilla film with Matthew Broderick, Mm -hmm. they were selling a a new steel book of that movie. You want to know how much that thing was? How much? $60. (laughs) 60 60 and there's nothing special about it for the oh my god for the matthew broderick godzilla film 60 (laughs) dollars and it's like and it's a stupid steel book it's like it's just like it's just god's like lizard godzilla staring at you in the face i like looked at the back of it to see what exactly i'm like what what about this makes this $60. $60. That's It's funny. not like a big box set. It's just a normal steel book and it only comes it's only the 4K disc. Oh my god, so that's why? funny. Someone explained this to me like I'm 5 years old. Wow. Wow. Yeah, it's it's just too bad. I wish they weren't doing that, but here we are. Oh shit. Here we are. <laughs> Well, like, I'm sure a bunch of other places are probably going to follow suit and it's going to suck. I hope not. Anyway, um, I guess that's all I've got for this time around for now. Um, yeah, because like uh, I'm 
I'm sure next time we podcast, hopefully it'll be a little bit sooner if there's anything going on. Yeah. Um, well, we'll be able to watch uh, another episode or so of Doom Patrol. We'll be able to watch Rick and Morty. new Rick and Morty. We'll be able to watch uh, that South Park special comes out next week. So I will watch Fall of Usher. Like I will watch that. Okay. Um, give it a shot um, if it's not for you. No, I'll definitely give it a shot. Um, I know I'm already gonna get. I'm already getting ridiculed by some people for some stuff, but whatever. It is what it is. Um, I know. I'm trying to think of newer movie. I actually am going to try and see maybe next Monday, the new Scorsese movie. Oh, okay. Uh, the killing of a sacred, not killing of a sacred deer. Uh, flat the flower flowers the of killing the sacred, of a sacred moon. Flower, something like something that. like that. Killing of a sa- of a flower. Killing of the flower moon. I think. Um, I do want to see that. Um. I'll probably try and watch the new Five Nights at Freddy's movie. Oh, yeah. I par- That's going to be on Peacock. I have Peacock. Yes. I could yeah, watch it's that. Like going to the, yeah, it's going from like, it's going to be in theaters, but it's also going to be on Peacock. And I'm like, well, that saves me a little bit of time. Yeah. Um, I don't know anything I'll about probably, Five Nights yeah. at Freddy's, but I do like the idea of killer animatronics. Um, I will say it's an, I think it's an overplayed series because it has like seven or eight games um sure and it's but the thing that kind of sold me on the movie is that the jim henson company did the animatronics nice so i'm like all right okay so i'm down with yeah. that. um but yeah we're starting to get out we're like, we're like halfway through the spooky season getting into the holidays and stuff so um heck yeah it'll be some oh I saw something that gave me nightmares. What's that? The an extended clip from the new Willy Wonka movie that focuses on mainly on Hugh Laurie's Oompa Loompa. I knew that thing was out, and I haven't even watched it. It's I don't care. horrifying. <laughs> I'm sure it is. Yeah. Like no. Yeah. All right. Well, that's enough of this for this week. We'll uh, catch everybody next time. Yeah. The Two Broke Geeks podcast is a production of Two Broke Geeks Entertainment in conjunction with Atomic Geekdom. Find us online at twobrokegeeks.com. We're available on iTunes, Google Play Music, and the Satchel Player app for iPhone and for Android. Please subscribe to us on one of these services and leave us a review. It really helps us out. You can also help us out by following us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Podcast, following our Twitter at 2BGPod, and following us on Instagram where we are also 2BGPod. Find Atomic Geekdom on online at AtomicGeekdom.com and on Twitter at AtomicGeekdom. Thanks.